Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Man on the Post's sixth World Cup podcast. I'm Colin, and with me today is Greg Kitchen. And Evening. Hi, Greg, and Tom Lana. Hello. Hi there, guys. What we're going to do in this podcast is we're, we're just going to have a general conversation about the, the World Cup so far and any sort of standout points. Um, and then also just have a look at what happened in the round of 16 and any particular highlights that stood out for us. And then we're going to review the quarterfinal matches and uh, hopefully some of our predictions might be a, a little bit more accurate than our group predictions that we, we did in our first podcast. Um, so without further ado, guys, um, I think one good place to, to start is are there any standout players for you in this tournament so far? Well, for me, there's been one standout player who's just been head and shoulders above everyone else in the tournament. And that's James Rodriguez. Hamas. James. Hamas. Hamas. I refuse to call him Hamas. James Rodriguez. He's just, the way he just links up and brings every player in that Colombian attack together, he just looks like the complete, complete player. And he's adding goals to it as well. He's got five goals and four assists. Where is he playing at the moment? Which, which club is he at? Monaco. Monaco, okay. You can see why they spent 40 million euros on him last summer. Yeah. I think, I think the thing with um, Rodriguez is all the hype coming into this World Cup uh, around Colombia was uh, Falcao. And then obviously he turned out not to be it. And that was the big worry for Colombia, wasn't it? Where would they replace Rodriguez's goals, uh, Falcao's goals? Well, they've um, done it through Rodriguez, but they've, everyone's chipped in in that side. And I think their, it's their team uh, ethic and the, the way that they all work for each other that's allowed um, Rodriguez to just come to the fore. And that goal, the first one against um, Uruguay the other night, was my moment of the tournament. It was just... The game was, Colombia were dominating, but it wasn't going anywhere fast, that game. And that just bit of magic lit up the, the game and could really have ignited Colombia's chances. The only argument you can make against it, really, is that they've had a relatively easy route so far. I mean, their group was the easiest group with Greece, Ivory Coast and Japan. And then obviously a year ago without Luis Suarez in this, the real test is going to be against Brazil in the quarterfinal, isn't it? That'll just show if they are as good as we think they are and if James Rodriguez can actually keep his performances going. I think, I think that could be seen as a, could help them a lot just because it's allowed them to grow into the tournament. You can see, you've seen with a couple of the other teams, you can see it with Argentina, how they're 
they're growing into the tournament and getting you know arguably better with every game but and then you look at sides like germany who you know went off with a house in fire on fire but have since had a couple of tough games and i think you saw that against algeria where they just struggled to break them down and um i think the way that the group panned out and the whole suarez gate for uruguay panned out i think that's allowed them just to grow into the tournament i think I think out of all the sides left in the tournament, I think Brazil should be most worried about Colombia being the ones to um, knock them out. Interesting. Um, I mean, if we move on to perhaps some other players, I mean, I'd just like to throw my hat into the ring. And um, surprisingly, it's a goalkeeper. But I, I think you've got to give special mention to Team USA's Tim Howard. Um obviously playing for Everton, um, who I think has been exceptional in this World Cup. Obviously, he's out now. He's not going to be able to to help the USA anymore. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw the YouTube video of Barack Obama calling. Uh, yeah, I saw this today, yeah. <laughs> it, that, that, that was great. Uh, he, he was calling Tim Howard and Clint Dempsey. Um, obviously, the rest, you know, don't bother with them. Um, but, yeah. No, Tim Howard for me. Um and did you see someone change the uh, Wikipedia entry for the uh, US Secretary of Defence to Tim Howard? This is great. Go on, Tom. I haven't seen the full story. Well, what, what I heard is that Wikipedia was fairly quickly um, updated but, um, and corrected. Uh, but yeah, as you say, somebody changed the, the US Secretary for Defence to Tim Howard. Tim Howard's photo was in there. Um, and there's been a whole load of different images uh, with Tim Howard making important saves. So I know one that I saw was um, Tim Howard saving Janet Jackson's nipple slip, for example. <laughs> so um, there's a few of those going around. Uh, quite amusing. But yeah, It's been an incredible tournament for goalkeepers, hasn't it? Considering we've had the most goals on record at this point so far. Because you've had a choa out of uh, Mexico and exactly. Navas at Costa Rica as well. Apart from Akbayev, Casillas and um, Stokes Kosa, no no other goalkeepers have, have really put themselves to shame, have they? I think it's it's been a weird weird World Cup for goalkeepers. I think there has been a few dodgy performances. Uh, they've not obviously didn't watch any Honduras games, Greg, because their goalkeeper was something. Well, no, he didn't. No, but they didn't make any like, standout mistakes. So, they, like, yeah, apart from those consistently three. poor. But but there has been there's been quite a lot of I I disagree. Well, not standout mistakes that have led to goals, but there's been a lot of shaky like flapping at the ball, just where they've been lucky to get away with it. Again, on the other side, there has been a lot of really good goalkeeping, and Ochoa and Tim Howard have been two of the best probably at this tournament. But, yeah, it, it might show, I don't know, maybe nerves, but I think it's really, goalkeepers, you only get one chance, don't you? So, if you make a mistake, you're going to look foolish, but yeah. Ochoa could have easily just, or Tim Howard could have easily made a mistake, and then they'd be, they'd be slaughtered for the rest of the tournament. Are there any other standout players for us? If we could just choose one more, who would it be? 
Um, Neymar, he's carrying a nation, isn't he? Brazil have been, for me, pretty average. And without Neymar, they might have even struggled to get out of that group. So I've, I've, not, I've never been that much of a fan of Neymar. I thought, it, I thought he was an overrated player. Didn't, didn't do much for me at Barcelona. But he has been one of the best players in this World Cup. Especially considering all the, all the nation's hopes from Brazil are on him. And he's having to play up front with Fred. It's a lot of pressure, isn't it? I think to sort of try and understand it in a sort of England term, I think it's perhaps similar to sort of sometimes the sort of pressure that was put on David Beckham to always be the one to deliver. Um, so, yeah, I think Neymar's a good shout. Well, on that point, let, let's move on to the flip side. Let, let's move on to any disappointments, not only in players, but maybe teams that have been disappointing. Obviously, we could talk about England, but I'd rather not, but we've, we've done that one to death. Um, but yeah, any any disappointments that have stood out for you so far? Um, for me, that Ronaldo didn't come to the tournament fully fit. I think that was uh, the biggest disappointment because it would have a, a tournament with Ronaldo fully fit and firing on all cylinders would have just. I think it would have lit up the tournament just even more. And I think. That that's my real disappointment from this tournament so far. I think my one disappointment for me is that this World Cup is there for the taking, and there's been massive lack of consistency from the big teams. We saw France, Germany, and Holland were probably three of the best teams in the group stages, and then in the knockout stages, they've all scraped through by the skin of their teeth. I mean, Germany really struggled against Algeria. Who give them the credit? They work hard, but they're not—they're not that good. And obviously, Holland were very lucky to get through against Mexico, and France obviously left it late to beat Nigeria. But considering how good those three teams were in the group stages, you'd expect them to push on, so like Colombia have, like maybe Argentina have, and Belgium. But it's this there for the taking this World Cup. All it needs is a bit of consistency. I think you're absolutely right, Tom. I don't think it's ever been so open. Um, and and also, one thing that stands out for me is is maybe a, dis- a disappointment that didn't actually happen, which was, I think a lot of people expected the, the stadiums not necessarily to be ready. People were complaining about the pitch in Manaus before England and Italy played. I think they've done a pretty good job in Brazil in, in hosting the whole events and, and all the uh, all the venues. Would anybody disagree with that? Well, you haven't heard any. Well, you've heard of, obviously there's been obviously problems. There was always going to be problems with the rich and poor divide in Brazil, but they seem to have kept that quiet, and they've it's allowed everyone to focus on the football, which is the, is the right thing, isn't it? Mm. What about referees? On the whole, have they been good, bad? It, it looked like at the start of the tournament after the opening game and with the the contentious Brazil penalty, and then in the a couple of the games after, like the uh, Mexico game, where they had two goals this time, where you thought, "Oh, this tournament might just end up being about the refs and how poor they've been." But to be honest, they've, uh, I think, things have evened themselves out, and now they're, uh, uh, you're not hearing about them as much. I think maybe it was just uh, even on their front, it could have just been come down to nerves, really. 
Okay, very quickly, a quick fire one for you guys. What's been your best goal so far? James Rodriguez against uh, against Uruguay for Colombia. Okay. Tim Tim Cahill for me. The technique on that is ridiculous. With his wrong foot bouncing over his shoulder, uh, sorry, coming over his shoulder, you can't bet, get a better connection than that. For me, I would have, have to go with Robin Van Persie's uh, diving header. Um, I think it was instinctive, but I think it's going to be one of those goals that is always going to be replayed in clips in future World Cup tournaments, you know, of things to expect. Um, so, yeah, for me, Robin Van Persie. Okay, um, and before we get into the the real sort of action, uh, just finally a thought on your golden boot winner predictions. Um, I'll give you a little bit of uh, help here. So far, the standings are uh, at the top of the tree, James Rodriguez with five goals. Behind him on four, Thomas Muller, Lionel Messi, Neymar. And on three, we have uh, Benzema, Arjen Robin, Robin Van Persie, uh, Enna Valencia, Ecuador, um, Shakiri obviously out as well. Um, I won't go on to the ones that have only scored two. Any predictions? I think either of the Holland lads. I think considering that you'd expect them, as well as Costa Rica have done this tournament, you'd expect them to, to score two or three against uh, Costa Rica, especially considering how tough their game was the other night. It would take a lot to recover from that. I think that means they've got at least another another three games um, with the, either a final or a third-place playoff or a, a, a semi-final and the quarter-final. So it's, I reckon Van Persie or Robin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Karim Benzema. I think he's been he's been good in this tournament. Obviously, he's been lucky with that. Have a go. He could be on four if the referee played about three seconds longer. But uh, Germany, again, they haven't got the best defence, and he's got good players around him. He's get he get a lot of chances, I reckon, and you can see them going on maybe two or three more games as well. I know that Ross has got money on Thomas Muller, so he'll be rooting for him. But for me, I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's. <laughs> As you said, Tom, it's so open on who. who it, can... it could end up being about a five-way, yeah, five-way split. Yeah, I think if you're looking for an outside chance to win it, I think you've got uh, Jackson Martinez on two goals. Who, if they get a result against Brazil, and you, they could do, and you, if, if they did, you expect him to be involved in it, then he's still got another three games as well, and he's on two at the moment. So you never know; that could be a, a nice little each way. Um, look at the uh, at the golden boot. Okay, right then, guys. Let's have a look at the results of the round of sixteen. So the uh, first knockout phase. We'll go through each of these. Some will cover more quickly than the others. So stop me when you find one that's exciting. I think you're going to stop me straight away. Because the first one was Brazil versus Chile, one one at uh, full time went through went to penalties uh, Brazil winning 3-2 stumbled through didn't they really yeah did they deserve it well I think most of the man on the post team well everybody apart from me predicted Brazil 
Um, I did think it would go to penalties, but I cheekily said Chile would win. Um, you got a feel for, for Chile, yeah. haven't you? Just for the, the amount of effort. Because, you know, they're not the, apart from maybe Vidal and Sanchez apart, they're not the um, the most skillful of a uh, team. So they've got where they are through endeavour and being organised. And, um, and when you see a team perform like that all together in, for the same cause, you've got, you do warm to them. And I think a lot of football fans have warmed to Chile. And I think it was, a, there was just a general feeling of disappointment when Chile didn't go through, but I think it's also think, important yeah. to keep the, the hosts in the competition as well, mm. just because it keeps that, that buzz around the tournament. The other thing I'd point out as well is, is that I think in every major tournament, the eventual winner always has a scare at some point, whether it be, say, in the, in the last World Cup, um, Spain in their opening game, lost to Switzerland. You know, at some point, they, they have a hiccup. So maybe, who knows, this was Brazil's scare, and maybe now they push on and they make it all the way. Who knows? Let's jump into the next game then. Colombia 2, Uruguay 0. That was completed in 90 minutes. This was the this for me was the only convincing win in the knockout stages. Okay. I think it was the only game where you could say they've just completely deserved to win it and they did looking comfortable. And that's that's sort of what Colombia have done so far in this tournament. They've looked they've looked really good. I think the open exchanges were fairly tight. Uruguay were in it at that point, but I think that that first goal and especially the quality of it really knocked stuffing out of Uruguay. And you know the second one shouldn't be forgotten either because that was a, a beautiful team goal. And um, I think after that one, after the first goal, I think you could only see it going one way. Okay, well, let's move on to the next game, which was, uh, again, 2-0. And this time it was 2-0 to France over Nigeria. I thought France would struggle in this tournament. I hold my hands up. But they're looking I think the real, we all did. They're looking the real deal, don't they? They look good. You look at their side and you, you, you struggle to see a real obvious weak link, I think, from uh, front to back, which is, um, for the tournament, I don't think many people... The fans them, but you, you look at their starting lineup. You look at that they've got a good back four, a good um, consistent back four. They've got the recent goals to add to that. Their midfield three of uh, Matuidi, Pogba, and Kabai is turning out to be one of the real hits this tournament. And I think that the um, injury of Ribery's really helped them out as well because it's allowed Valbuena to come in, who's for me been one of the um, my, the players of the tournament. And it's just given them a real a real width and a trickery and um, down one side, and then. When Dom, um, Dominic, no, when Deschamps plays um, Griezmann instead of um, Giroud, as, um, they have that that uh, trickery and pace down each side. And with uh, those two combined with the three midfielders, you can see why Benzema's getting so many, so many goals, just because he's got a lot of creativity and service behind him. And, I think, and judging by him, um, I know we'll come on to it later, but I do actually quite fancy France against uh, Germany, just because of the fact that they've uh, they've got this creativity and pace in midfield. But saying that, they but the Nigeria was a tough game because Nigeria made it made it difficult for them. 
Um, it, second half, it was a bit like the Alamo, wasn't it? It was all France. Um, and it did come down to a goalkeeping mistake by any aimer. But I think you're going to get those kind of games in tournament football, especially in a round like that where it is all or nothing. And teams are so desperate not to make a mistake that they will, you know, inadvertently shut up shop quite early. And I think it will do France the world of good that they've um, got through a game like that and got through it in the end relatively comfortably. Just one thing for me, Paul Pogba. He he's only recently turned twenty one. He he's an unbelievable talent. I think I saw somewhere I can't remember who said this, but I think they said he's he's worth two Gareth Bales. I mean he he could be an astounding player, couldn't he? Oh, the attributes that he he's got. I mean, his only problem at the moment is consistency, which you know you can't begrudge him as a, a newly turned twenty one year old. But the way he just can grab a game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, does you know United fans just be just looking at that and just crying? Well, we we seem to be uh, big fans of France, uh, but let's move on to uh, another European winner, which was Germany, who beat Algeria two one in ninety minutes. What were your thoughts on this game, guys? Um, they're getting worse just... every game. I was just perplexed by Germany's high line because they haven't got, they've got four centre backs playing across the back four. They aren't particularly the quickest four either. And it, it's lucky that they had Manuel Neuer playing basically as a, a, a fifth centre back to mop everything up. And I, it wasn't particularly impressive, Germany against Algeria. Algeria were good. And I think not enough people are giving them credit because they are. They they they've got a lot of endeavour in their uh, side, but they also um they also knock it around. They're quite skillful, and I think that just shows how the the um the gap in between the international top international sides and uh, the, the second tier ones is beginning to close now. But it, you would expect them to win Germany to win that game comfortably, and I I wasn't too impressed. Okay, well okay. let's move on to another successful European team and that's uh, the Netherlands they beat Mexico 2-1 lucky again scraped through again it's another team that to be fair I think Mexico are an underrated team you saw saw them get a draw against Brazil you've seen them perform well throughout the tournament really I mean they haven't actually disappointed in the game yet they've just been very very unlucky to go out to Holland, especially in that manner with the late goals. Well, let's move on quickly to uh, the next game, which was uh, Costa Rica versus Greece. It was yeah. one all at uh, full time. Uh, Costa- a fantastic game after 90 minutes. Well, yeah. No, it was not. It's time it was a really entertaining end to end game after that. Not for my bank balance. <laughs> That's typical. It was typical Greece, though, wasn't it? They they have ridiculous luck at major tournaments. I I fully expect after they got that point, after the sorry, after they got that goal to equalise, you fully expected Greece to go on and win it, just because no one wanted them to. Okay, well, let's move on to our next game, which is Argentina beating Switzerland. This was a tight one, one nil. 
Di Maria scoring in the, the 118th minute. The commentators won this for Argentina. Commentators, oh, Messi's dead on his feet. Angel Di Maria's had a stinker. Oh, Messi's got no legs on him. Oh, Angel Di Maria couldn't score all day. Cue Messi running through about three defenders and setting up Di Maria for a good finish in the last minute. It was like they were trying to jinx it so Argentina would go through. Just on that point, Tom, I'll give you the words of Alan Hansen. Angel Di Maria was lucky to still be on the pitch when he scored as he had played so badly. You look at Argentina and on this performance, they will struggle to win the World Cup. That's Hansen's view. I, I still think Argentina are big contenders. They haven't, they haven't reached their peak yet. And any, let's be honest, any team with Messi in could turn it on at any point and just be devastating. You've seen them turn it on a couple of times in the group stages just when they needed it. And it, it's, they've, they're, coming, they're getting the goals at vital points, aren't they? They're, they're just turning it on enough to get through and they're just waiting for that couple of big performances, I think. I, think, I still think they're, one, they're maybe my favourite to win it at the moment. Okay. I've realised as well, I think I've said that some of these games finished in 90 minutes when they actually didn't. They actually, some of them went to extra time. So I think Germany went to extra time, for example, against Algeria. But uh, So thanks to the BBC website for that. Um, but one last game to quickly discuss. Belgium beating USA 2-1. Another, another fantastic game. Um, yeah, it, it, for a nil-nil after 90 minutes, it was just, it was a quite... Uh, pulsating game and then it, it once again in this tournament we've, it's, we've had to wait for um, extra time for goals and we weren't disappointed because there was the, some uh, lovely finishes in there I mean Lukaku's goal for the Belgium second was just a, a, a brilliant incisive breakaway goal mm. and the um, the goal that USA pulled back through um, Julian Green was he mishit it but you can it was still quite aesthetically pleasing did anybody else think at that point, you think 2-0, oh, well, it's, it's game over now, it's, that's the end. When Green's goal went in for USA, did anybody else have that feeling of, oh, here we go? I think, yeah, this tournament especially, there's been so many comebacks that you kind of, you almost expect it, don't you? It's like there was, when even when Algeria scored in the 122nd minute against Germany, you thought, oh, hello, surely not. And then they almost did get that, get another. Um, but I think I think Belgium could be. I I quite fancy them to to give Argentina a good close game and even maybe knock them out because I think everyone expected this swashbuckling, you know, golden generation type of football from Belgium. But it, when you look at them, they're quite a quite a physical team. They're quite a big team, and I think they've just come. They they've got into that impressive state of mind where you, they're just grinding out results. It doesn't matter how they do it, but they're doing it. I'm hoping this might actually be one of my predictions coming right. I did say Belgium would, would get no further than the quarterfinals, and that's probably where they'd go up because they'd have quite an easy route there. So hopefully Argentina actually do them and I get something right for once. Well, at that point, let's, let's take a deeper dive into the quarterfinals. We've got four juicy games to look forward to, two on Friday, two on Saturday. The Friday games are Brazil versus Colombia, and but first, France versus Germany. So let's let's look at France versus Germany first. 
Um, I think I know where we're going to go with this after our sort of French loving so far. But um, who do you think are going to be winners in each of these games? So France, Germany. For me, I, I do. I do like, like the look of France in this game, judging on the um, round of 16 performances. I think apart from the um, game against um, Portugal, Germany are flattered to deceive somewhat, I think. They, they could only get a point against Ghana and they it wasn't the most entertaining or fluid of wins against the USA. And then we discussed their struggles against um, um, Algeria. And some of their you know, top attacking players aren't, aren't turning up at the moment. I think Ozil the other night was abysmal. Um, they seem to be relying on Muller for a lot of their goals. And, this, and the central midfield is a turning out to be a little bit of a problem with Philip Lahm not perhaps showing that he's as adapted to that position um, at international level as he is at club level. And that also gives them problems at the back where they, they, they're struggling to play with two recognised fullbacks at the moment. So I think there's lots of little problems and kinks in that Germany side and that they haven't seemed to you know, grow into the tournament, whereas France have... You know, they, they seem to have a settled side, seem to have a, you know, they've got a good midfield, a settled back four and a goal scorer up front. So for me, I think I think France look like the better chance, you know, side to progress. But this is Germany in tournament football and there's no better side in world football when it comes to tournaments than Germany. So it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if they cantered through with a comfortable 3-4 nil win and France did their usual disintegrate thing that they usually do at a tournament. Well, just my viewpoints. Um, I think this will be the toughest game France have faced so far. I think they've had a little bit of an easy route. Um, I don't think they'd have been unhappy being drawn against Nigeria for the game that they won in the round of 16. And I think it's going to be a big test for them. I, I could see this going to extra time. Um, but I would say there's just enough about that German team for me to beat France, but I'm not overly optimistic, but I would just edge Germany ahead of France. Tom, your thoughts? I think the way it's going, I've, I've got, you've got to fancy France, I think, because mm -hmm. if their attack turns up, if their attack plays as they've been playing and Germany's defence plays the way they've been playing... I think France could, you can easily see France just running riot. The amount of like chances they should should be able to create for for Benzema, for Giroud if he's playing, and that attacking midfield that they've that they've got with Griezmann, Pogba, Valbuena, and all of those names. There's so many chances that they should be creating, and I just think they'll have too much for Germany. Okay, well, let's move on to Friday's second match. This is a game that's uh, going to start at 9 o'clock UK time, which is Brazil versus Colombia. We've talked about James Rodriguez. We've talked about how look Colombia, how good Colombia are looking. Um, how do we see this one going? I, think is, I, I can't call this. Personally. Yeah, this for me, this is the only game I wouldn't like to call. In the group stages, I think it's the tight. I think this is going to be the tightest one. 
what would this be a shock if Brazil went out in the quarterfinals? Would that be that would be a poor result for Brazil? Would you say? On home turf, yeah, I think. But, so. but look, you look can at... only you can only beat what's in front of you, and they've done that so far. But I, I think Colombia could be you know, one of the, the strongest tests that they'll face at this World Cup. Compare Brazil's team now to what it was, or what it has been before. I don't think there's a lot of world-class players in that team. I think there's a there's a few weak links in there, and I don't think there's... Without Neymar, there's no real standout players for me. There's no real players that are going to go on and change a game from like from a world-class finish or a world-class through ball. I think... I'd, li- I'd like to see Colombia go through, but I think this one could go to extra time. And you, I'd... I can't call it either way. So would it be fair to say that maybe we're all sort of a little bit fence-sitters and we'd probably predict maybe a draw at full-time at 90 minutes? I don't think it would be a shock if, if Colombia beat Brazil. I think Colombia have been better than Brazil at this World Cup, so I don't think you can call it a shock if Colombia beat them. But let's jump on to Saturday's games. Maybe these might be a little bit easier uh, to predict. So the first game that will kick off at 5 o'clock UK time will be Argentina versus Belgium. I'm not sure this is a straightforward one either, actually. Um, who do we fancy, the South Americans or the Europeans? Um, I, think, I, think this is, I think this is Argentina's. I can't see... I know people people like Belgium, they're the cool team to like, but I think that clouds people's judgment. I don't think they're as good as everyone makes them out to be. I and I don't see them having enough to be I well, to be fair, Argentina haven't been at their best yet. But I think they don't even have to be at their best to win their games they've won so far. And I think Belgium will be similar to that. I think I think Argentina could win this quite comfortably. Belgium give them a scare. But I think this is Argentina. How much of this depends on whether Messi turns up or not? I'm not saying he hasn't turned up in the World Cup so far, but how much is it Messi dependent? Do you think he could be the one that wins it for Argentina? He could be, but it's not like they haven't got any other. They've got Di Maria. He'll might have had a stinker in the last game, even though he was the match winner. But he's still world class. Higuain, he's still world class. You know they've got they've got plenty of talent there. Uh, even you'd expect Messi to turn up now that he's he's got goals, he's playing well. You'd expect him to turn up, but even if he doesn't, they've still got a pretty good lineup. I think this could be another extra time one. I think mm. I think that I think we saw against Switzerland that they. Argentina can sometimes struggle to break down an organised side, and that's what Belgium had come to this tournament as. I think you should look at that. You know, they've got a very good, solid back four uh, with company heading that and um, Cortar behind them. So I think it could be. It, I think it'll be a bit more difficult than what some people uh, think it might be. I think Belgium have now gone a, a bit too far. They were the, you know, the hipster team to. To like back in January, but since we've uh, we've come across Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, um, and I think they're they're quite relish going into this as um 
underdogs. And I think it'll be a difficult game for Argentina. I think Argentina will probably come for it in the end, but I expect it to, to go all the way. And um, I think it'll either be, I think, a 1-0 or a 2-1 in uh, extra time for me. Okay, well, let's move on to the final game that we're going to cover today, which is, and I think we might all agree on the winner of this one, it's Netherlands versus Costa Rica. Is this as far as Costa Rica go? Yes. Well, I don't know. Yes, it is. Come on, Greg. Yeah, I think this game might suit them a bit more than what the Greece game did, because obviously Greece were were quite content with sitting back and soaking up pressure, and that's not really how Costa Rica play. They look to spring out on the counter-attack, but um, you do have to wonder how much that Greece game took out of them, because it, it looked like a couple of them, particularly Joel Campbell, could barely raise their leg to kick a football. But um, I think this uh, this game will suit them a bit more. I think it'll be, it'll be an entertaining game, but you just I think Netherlands have a bit too much quality. Um, but it, it'll be a, a good game. I think it, I reckon it might be a, a good four, a four-one or a a three-one. But I don't actually. I think, think, think it'll be a fitting goodbye for Costa Rica. I don't actually think Costa Rica have been that good. I think they've been very lucky to get to this stage of the tournament. I know you sound you, like you a know, bitter England fan. <laughs> I'm not a bitter England fan. Of course, we were the only team that got got anything against them. True. I think to be, uh, the, what they didn't they were, didn't actually look convincing for me in any of their four games so far. And I think I think they'll get found out. I think I can see Holland winning this very very comfortably. If Holland get an early goal, this tie over for me. A bit like Uruguay against Costa Rica. Holland are a much better team than Uruguay. We Uruguay are massively disappointing though, weren't they? Well, we shall see. Um, I'm not going to ask you guys to, to nail your colours to the mast because it's still going to be flexible who the eventual winner will be. But if you had to put a bet on, if I gave you £10 right now and you had to bet on the winner of the World Cup, where would you put your £10? Argentina for me. Still, I've backed them since before the tournament, so I'm going to stick with them. Argentina for Tom. Greg? Oh, um, I'll go a bit different. I'm going to go with um, the Netherlands. Just I can see them. Uh, they, they, they've grown into this tournament. They're, um, they started very quickly, and I think I can see it continuing as well. They've got the, uh, the rubber, the green, you could say, after the, the win against Mexico. So I'm going to go with, um, with the Netherlands. Okay. Um, and you? And me. Um, I'm, I'm really undecided. I, I, it's so tight. I, I don't know. Um, I've got to th- say, just on the balance of probability, it's probably going to be a South American team. So for that reason, I'll put my neck on the line. I'll say Brazil. But I'm not confident um, because, as you guys I'd, said, I'd love, I'd love to see a Brazil-Argentina final. Though I think that's what that's what everyone predicted before the tournament, and I think that would be such a good game. Well, that's certainly on the cards, isn't it? That's that's how they can meet. That's the only time they can meet, isn't it? In yeah. the final. So, okay, well, 
you've heard it here. There's our sort of current predictions for who's going to win the World Cup. Any other thoughts or comments that you'd like to make on, on the World Cup so far, guys? Keep up the good work, World Cup. It has been good, need, hasn't it? Need some more goals. The goals have dried up a little bit in uh, the last few games, so I'm expecting no, a, a four-all draw in the, uh, in the uh, two games tomorrow. You'd say the average amount of goals is, you know, you'd expect is three, and it's still delivering. It just takes a little longer. Would you say that this World Cup is different because, I think, Tom, you mentioned it, it's so open this time. We, we've now got to this level where the teams seem to have sort of plateaued. They're all about the same ability. There's no one that's particularly better than the rest. And you can even see that with the fact that Costa Rica have got into the quarterfinals. So there's no mugs in this tournament anymore. Um, and you, you can't really say that any team deserves to win it yet. There's no there's no outright favourite. That's how that's how open it is. Normally by now there'd be a team that's that's dominated every game, that's scoring goals for fun, that's like Spain in the last World Cup, they obviously lost their first game but then they'd won it won comfortably without conceding. But there isn't there isn't that in this tournament. Apart from Colombia, but they haven't they're still not fancied. Okay, so there we have it, Brazil. We want more goals. Come on. So that brings the podcast number six to a close. I uh, hope you enjoyed our preview with the, the games coming up and also our coverage of what's happened so far. So with that, I will say goodbye to the guys. So I'll say uh, goodbye to Greg. See you later. And goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from me, and always remember to have your World Cup man on the post.